Hi, welcome to Folks Podcast. This is our very first episode, and we're going to be talking about Evelyn Cameron, a woman who lived near Terry, Montana in the late 1800s until the early 1900s. And she's a really interesting character whose photography was discovered by a historian in the 70s and um, opened up a window into this part of American history that we didn't have a whole lot of firsthand um, firsthand accounts or firsthand evidence from. So my really good friend Emily Johnson, a local comedian and writer and actress, is sitting in with me for this episode so that I can tell her all about Evelyn. And that's going to be the basic structure of the podcast from here on out. I'm either going to be sitting with a friend telling them about someone that I've been researching or something in Montana history that I've been researching, or I'm going to sit down with an interesting Montanan that um, I think deserves a little bit more recognition. I should also say that uh, Emily and I might curse a little bit, might stray from the topic a little bit. Like I said, she's a comedian, so we have a good time. And uh, that's kind of what this podcast is all about. We don't have to be taking it so seriously that everyone falls asleep. It's important to have role models from Montana, especially female role models. There aren't a lot that come easily to mind and the point of this podcast is to is to talk about them and to remember that they do exist this is like i said the first podcast episode it's also the first or second thing i've ever recorded and edited myself so please be patient there's a little bit of choppiness there's a little bit of background noise and i think that we're going to be able to get that straightened out So I really hope that you learn quite a bit today, and I hope you have a good time listening. Thanks so much for tuning in. Okay, so who is this woman? This lady. Her name is Evelyn Cameron, who was a settler in early eastern Montana, right? Her name, her born name was... Evelyn Jefferson Flower. What? Yeah, isn't Flower. that beautiful? Flower. She's literally from Game of Thrones. <laughs> okay, so the story of how this book that I'm getting literally all of my information from. Where did you get this book? Um, I actually, it's kind of funny. I got this first copy, the hardcover, from my mom for Christmas. And then like a year or two later, Matt's mom gave me that paperback that's laying over there. Uh-oh. So then I had, <laughs> I was like, you got the travel version and the home version. <laughs> exactly. This is great. And also, it's like all the adult women in my life are like, you should know about this person. That and is I was really like, funny. all right, fine. I guess I will. So anyway, so it's um, called or- Photographing Montana: The Life and Work of Evelyn Cameron by Donna Lucy. And honestly, like Evelyn is amazing, but the book itself is pretty fantastic too. So the uh, the story of Donna Lucy, the author, is that she, okay, so in 1978, she was um, researching, she was looking for photographs to illustrate a history of women pioneers in the West, right? That's great. Yeah. Um, so obviously she's like already super cool. Yeah. And then. She has a great name too. I know, Donna Lucy. Donna Lucy. 
Lucy. Bonnet M. Lucy. I would love to hang out with her. She looks cool, too. She looks like very second wave feminist to me. Ooh. I like it. Got those shoulder pads. <laughs> Gorgeous. <laughs> Working lady. <laughs> Wearing a boutonniere. Oh, wow. Yeah. Bringing home the bacon. Super great. Okay, I so. I don't cook and clean. <laughs> This is what I think of second wave feminism. So she, okay, so she was looking for pictures and she heard about this like amazing, expansive collection of photographs of early Montana. And she um, heard from somebody on the grapevine that she could get a hold of it by calling this woman Janet Williams. And so she called Janet on the phone. Janet's like 95 years old. And she's like, <laughs> hey, I hear you have these pictures. And Janet's like, uh, like very uh, skeptical and like reluctant to share. And Donna's like, please send me just a couple photos. And um, Janet was like, all right, fine. And sent her like two photos. And as soon as she saw them, Donna said, that is insane. These are beautiful. These are like nothing I've ever seen before. I have to come to Terry, Montana and visit you. And so she goes oh to God. Terry on the Greyhound. <laughs> okay, so Terry, Montana. Yeah, you've been there. I have been there. I went there just the other day. And <laughs> same not. Jesus. <laughs> I mean, like, like, what was your impression of Eastern Montana? Like when you were in Glasgow? It seemed like very odd that people wanted to live there for so long. Only because it seemed like a hard, hard, hard life. life. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think I was just confused as to like, like, would I like was all the open land and open space and lack of people. But I also found that to be something that would make it a lot harder. Right. Like, for, with my car problems, it'd be like, if I was stuck on the side oh of the road, my gosh. who knows how long it would who be knows? before someone would drive by. And that's like, it's so crazy because, honestly, in doing my research by Evelyn, I was like pouring, I was like getting a glass of water, and I was just like... Oh my god, my life is so easy. <laughs> <laughs> you just turn a little knob and it's while like just they're like cold all water. From a well. No, like. it's worse than that. Evelyn's life was insane. Okay, I have to get started because okay. it's amazing. So she goes to Janet Williams' house, Janet's 95, and she finds out that Janet had been Evelyn's best friend. Oh. And so Janet was also um, one of the original homesteaders. Wow. But she came later. She came um when she was 24, and Evelyn came when she was 21. Oh. Yeah, so... Um, to Terry, Montana. To Terry, yep. Okay, so, but it wasn't really a town yet. It wasn't even incorporated, incorporated until 1910, and Evelyn Cameron uh, showed up in 1889, which is also the year that Montana became a state. I was going to say, Montana became a state pretty late yeah. in the game, if you ask think, me. <laughs> yeah, where were you, Montana? Yeah. <laughs> so she, okay, she was 21, and she had just married Ewan Cameron. I hate saying his name. Ewan. It's like Ewan McGregor. Yeah, Ewan. Ewan? Ewan Cameron. Ewan? Ewan Cameron? <laughs> Ewan on this. So, um, okay, so she's 21. She marries... Ewan Cameron, who is 35 and, yep, and an eccentric with an, an interest in wildlife. Okay. Okay. And he's Scottish and she right. is um, from south of London. Okay, so, ooh, scandal already. But <laughs> in the much. new land, that doesn't even matter. Maybe it doesn't matter here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's even more of a scandal because um, 
Evelyn was from this like aristocratic family that was extremely wealthy and extremely well known. And her brother, Cyril Flower, was later named Lord Battersea. And this is um, a, an excerpt people. from the book. In British society, there was no couple more prominent than Lord and Lady Battersea. <laughs> what? Yeah, and Evelyn was like, see ya, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go, go to Montana. Montana. Yeah. What? Isn't that crazy? That is really... Was her family, like, trying to telegraph her, telegram her, telegraph her, and be like, <laughs> come home now! Honestly, Stop. yeah. Like, now. the whole time. They were like, you... What are you doing? Just come home. And then, so for the first... For so long, she uh, was struggling so hard. Okay, yeah. so the cool thing about it is, first of all, that she's a badass phot- photographer, lady photographer, right. right? That in itself is amazing. Yeah. But also, what else they found in the basement, Janet Williams' basement, was um, a, a journal for every year. Oh, wow. Yeah, and it was, like, perfectly chronicled. Like, the most mundane daily BS. Like, it was, like, the recipe that she used for dinner and, like, just everything. Everything she ate, everything she did, the chickens that she fed, how much she fed the chickens, what she fed the chickens. Like, every single little teeny tiny thing. I find that to be, like, a very common thread with women who are, I don't, I wouldn't say reclusive, but are, like, artistic. Yeah. And are not as, like, I don't know, Emily Dickinson, they were just like, What? Look at all of these poems. Like, <laughs> Where did was it, Yeah, it wasn't like yeah. she was doing nothing. So I love when they find that women are chronicling everything. Mm-hmm. Like, hello, backbone of history, y'all. It's so true. It's so, so true. It's really cool because, like, we don't have that record of early Montana life. Right. And But now we do. Like, with the discovery of these amazing journals, we have... Literally, like, everything that oh, this woman in- did. That's incredible. Yes. And, but the, the interesting thing about it is that she wasn't particularly, um, con- like, her lifestyle wasn't that, con- was a total badass more than even the other women around her. Wow. So, like, her husband um, was a hunter, and so, she, so was she. They, like, the reason they moved to Montana was be was to study the animals there and study the wildlife. That was Ewan's big thing. And he wanted to make this, like, encyclopedia. That was his deal. He wanted to make an encyclopedia or an almanac or whatever of birds of the plains. Oh, I love that. And then she was going to be illustrating them. And so that was their, like, that was their plan. But, like, their first money-making scheme, the way that they were going to make money... Because everyone thought they could move over here and make money. That was kind of what they yeah, was Yeah, they were like, America struck gold Yeah, situation. there was like all these advertisements over in Europe that were like, the land of riches, come over here. There's cattle as fat as a hippo and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, and they're like, hippo? What the hell is they're that? Like, <laughs> 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 and they're like, perfect, we're going to go then. We're going to make a ton of money. So they show up and they get this little ranch and... It's cold. It's so hard. Yeah. yeah. And um, the first thing they decide to do is to raise and sell polo ponies. Oh. So they, like, ship in a couple Arabian horses and immediately, like, can't get anyone to fund it, can't get any backers, lose all their money to the bank. Damn. Just over and over and over again, they're struggling. And she goes through and lists, like, all of their, um, 
all of their debts, basically. Like, how mm-hmm. much to this person, how much to this person. Okay, she's just so wild. She, not only does she keep every letter that she receives in the journals, but she makes a handwritten copy of every letter she writes. Wow. Yeah, so we have both correspondence of everything she sends and everything she receives. God. And, like, honestly, cutouts from magazines and stuff. So you I can... want to know her intention because... I know. In my mind, I associate that with lots of time on your hands. I know. Which is surprising because I think you would spend all your time chopping wood. And, no, and she did. That's the crazy thing is that she, like, she writes on her whole schedule and it's like, woke up at six before everybody else and, you know, chopped wood, made breakfast, fed the chickens, milked the cow, and did something else. And then everyone else wakes up. Is she like a Martha Stewart type? She only needs like four hours of sleep a night because those people are wild to me. And this is someone who's coming from like aristocracy. Oh, I love her. Yeah. Isn't she amazing? Marry me. I, I want to be her. How do you, how do, you I, do it? I, I don't do, do it. that. No. I, I don't wake do up any at nine that. and I'm like, it's early. Yeah. No, this morning I... Matt was like, I thought you said you were going to get up. And I literally said, I'm happy you're here. <laughs> uh, truer words have never been spoken right? <laughs> Yeah. I'm I happy you're here. I love it. Um, so, okay. So they raise polo ponies. They eventually have to give up on the polo pony idea. Oh. It, like, it culminates in this horrible moment where they ship over like 15 ponies and Ewan decides that he's going to go with them. They ship him back to Europe, right? To this, like, certain person. And so this time he's like, I'm going to go with them because every single time I've done this up till now, it's been really bad. We just get a letter in the mail that, like, tells us what all happened that was bad. So he goes with them and is basically like, okay, so, like, three died in transit. Five more are starving. Oh, God. And this and, like, they're all doing horrible. (laughs) Except for three. Apparently there's three that are fine. Three ponies are like, I guess. Yeah. Fine. do, 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 do. No problem. Yeah, Yeah, so. are, like, going off. Oh, jeez. That's awful. I know. And there's something there that they care about them. Like, Evelyn really cares about the animals. Yeah. So it's really, um, it's really sad. You wouldn't do that unless you cared, I think. Mm Mm-hmm. So Just she, like your dad cares about cattle. Exactly. He, if, oh my gosh, he gets so sad when he loses one. It's right. It's like so sad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so these people, and it's even more so because my dad has like friends. But right. Evelyn, she had her husband and then she had, they, they're at second money making scheme. So it was the polo, polo ponies and then they would take on boarders to help pay for things. Oh. So they would like bring in boarders and Evelyn would have to take care of them. And like the whole, Airbnb situation? Well, basically, it was a, they would have Europeans who came over interested in moving to Montana. Oh. And they would come and, like, stay with the Camerons and then with the hopes that they would eventually invest in the ranch. Ah, uh, gotcha. Yeah, so yeah. they had, like, a couple year-long boarders who didn't end up investing. So they would help pay bills, but then they would leave and they wouldn't have made any money and Evelyn had to have been taking care of them the whole time. Jesus. Mm-hmm. So she really she really didn't like having the borders. They also right. had Alec, her brother, staying with them. Oh. And he was like a total asshole. It just is like... I come from aristocracy, <laughs> Evelyn. I don't know why you do all this laborious work. Yeah. I refuse. She's like, what? Leave. <laughs> it was seriously like that. Oh, my like God. Like, they would... Um, he <laughs> Literally would, leave. <laughs> there's these stories about him... Just being mean to the other boarders and being like, go home. You should just go home. And everyone would be like, Alec, what are you doing? And she's he's like, well, what does it matter anyway? 
<laughs> like you seem like a total jerk. Oh my god, that's awful. I know. That's really scary. I can't <laughs> love it. <laughs> what? The, uh, well, you should just go home. You should, you, like she says, like Alec. I heard Alec whisper, "You should just go home." While they're like all sitting at the dinner table together. Leave and never come back. <laughs> She's like, no. I, I literally heard you say that. He's like, um, no, you didn't. More porridge, please. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but Alec stayed, I think, for most of the time that they were together. Or that they were here. What a little shit. Um, but they went through a few different a few different borders. And so and then the the other thing she did to make money because Ewan was like drawing or writing things about birds like all the time. So right. he was pretty much ignoring the ranch. And Evelyn did like everything else. Jesus. Yeah. To tell she, you. She's funny because she's really optimistic and like she's and like, oh, upbeat that's so and sweet. Great, sweetie. Yeah. I'm so proud of you. But then she'll have like just these little complaints of, you know, chopped wood all afternoon, two men here and they can't chop it all or something, you know. She'll, that's so, not a little complaint to me. I'd be like I'd be Get so your mad. hands on Yeah. <laughs> can act right now. <laughs> yeah. He apparently, like, didn't really do any of that. So, the, the other thing that she would do would be to, um, uh, grow a vegetable garden and then drive a day or whatever to, like, cattle, um, drives and people who were, like, traveling through and sell her vegetables there. Wow. So, well, the money thing is so funny. One day, she made five whole dollars, which is a lot, according to this book, when cowboys were making $20 a month, and she made five dollars in a day. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So, it's like, she was doing, that is like, great. That's yeah. a good thing that she could do. Totally. Um, another thing that she did was take photographs of people. Mm. So, okay, the photography thing is really cool. Um... She So her first two boarders were amateur photographers, and they kind of taught her how to do it. She had never done it before. Mm-hmm. And um, the first guy actually started teaching her how to do it and then left two weeks later. So she was basically teaching herself and reading a little book about it. And she was doing it all on glass plates. And, um, yeah, and she didn't even have to. So I have a little bit about, like, the history right here. Um, she... The Kodak with the flexible film, that was available in 1888, I believe. But when she ordered her nicer camera, she had a crappy camera that didn't have an active shutter, so she would have to take the lens cap off and count out loud to let it uh, expose, to expose the film, sorry, and then put the lens cap back on. As life, like, life couldn't be harder. Right. I just don't understand. I know. And, like, the fractions of a second and everything. How could you possibly do that? That is so hard. My photos would all come out white. Exactly. And they're working in, like, the brilliant Montana sunshine. So she has to count for that. (laughs) It'd be like, one second. Well, who taught her? Quarter second. This guy. This guy taught her. She didn't have any, um... Jesus. Yeah. That's crazy. Let me see if I can get this stuff. So, um... When she finally ordered her nicer camera in 1895... She's like, what a luxury. The shutter works. But Exactly, the shutter. But she didn't opt for using the flexible film camera. So, okay, the flexible film camera was introduced in 1888. Uh um, And she ordered her new camera in 1894. And it had an option to use the flexible film, but she didn't do it. She tried, and it was an utter failure. And so she just stopped, and she only ever did the glass plates. Interesting. And I think this is really interesting, too, because, like, photography wasn't even commercially available until 1839. 
So she, this is, oh, photography is wow. brand new. It's not like now we, we all kind of have a basic idea of how to use a camera. Right. You know, she's in the middle of nowhere. God. The most desolate place in the whole world. Yeah. It really is. Honestly, yeah. Like, <laughs> it really is. Like 50 miles is like... It's crazy. You're lucky if there's another town there. I know. And this isn't um, very... My transitions aren't really smooth, but I have to go back to Terry and how amazingly crazy it is there. So I went there the other day and traveling from Glasgow in northeastern Montana to Terry, which is just like quite a bit south, but still very east. Um, Interesting. You go over the spillway in Fort Peck. Okay. So you don't even go through, you don't go along the high line, you don't go through a point, you go over the spillway directly into nothingness. Oh, wow. It's just, like, Matt saw a wolf there last year. I don't understand what's happening in that part of the country. It's wild. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. And so you go over the spillway, and then for hours and hours and hours, you don't go through a town. What? You just keep driving. And oh it's just God. expansive, there's antelope, there's deer, and they look at you... Like, oh, it's another one of those things. What is that? Like, because they don't, like, I know that's maybe insulting to people who live in that area, but there's really not very many people. I, I don't <laughs> think that's insulting. I think that's just a fact. I like, hope not. <laughs> the numbers prove that there are not that many so people. So few people. And the towns that you go through, I mean, you could take I-94 to get to Terry. It is on that interstate. Uh-huh. But from where I was, that wasn't the right, the correct route. It wasn't the right thing to do. So I was on this tiny little two-lane highway um, that just cut through. I mean, it was so strange. You're going on a highway, and then it's just an abrupt right. Suddenly, you oh, go wow. on this highway. You and, could almost go like 130 on that road. Oh, no yeah. I'm sure most people that take it do. Oh, I was in the art van. Oh, that so was not going to happen. I didn't do that. <laughs> yeah. Going to burn all your gas before it's, yeah, just like, well, you get anywhere close to a gas station. God. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, so, um, and Terry now, I think, has 600 people, and it's the largest mm-hmm. in that county. So, oh, okay. Yes. So it's the county seat at 600 people. Wonderful. So great. That's, I mean, it's a bit more than the amount of people that went to my high school. <laughs> How many people went to your high school? My high school? Like 130. Oh, okay, never mind. For some reason, I thought it was more. Really? I yeah. don't know. I had 60 in my grade, so I guess it'd be more like 200-something. Yeah. If that's times four. How does math work? Mm. We're English majors. Don't I have no questions. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. No, I know. 600 people. That, I mean, hey, I feel like I know 600 people in Missoula. I know. Yeah, so that's now. Wow. And Terry... When Evelyn moved there, she wrote, like, something about how Terry was um, a really wild place. The cowboys shooting everywhere. There's mm. gun holes and... Gun holes. That's what you call them. <laughs> Bullet holes. <laughs> Bullet holes and, like, the bar and all sorts of stuff. Oh, wow. <laughs> Loose bullets everywhere. The chance of getting shot is just pretty high. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And also, like, just to add to that, so they, at first, they call all the ranches Eve, Eve Ranch. Um, after her, which is cool. That's um, beautiful. Yeah, and so her first, their first ranch, the first Eve Ranch, was six miles south of Terry, which is like okay, 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 that's pretty far. Yeah. But I can do that. Right. And then their second one was north of Terry, and the thing what? about being north of Terry is that the Yellowstone River is directly north of Terry. Like it's it's on the south bank. 
of the Yellowstone. So if you're north of Terry, uh-huh. and there's no bridge or anything. Yeah. So to go into town, you have to, like, swim across on your horse. Whoa. Or use, like, I can't remember what it's called, but you use, like, a little boat, and you, like, break down your wagon and do it in multiple trips. Jesus. Or you can wait until it's wintertime, and it's frozen. Right. At one point, they and couldn't... even then, that's a stretch. I yeah. Mean, like... I know. And she, that actually happened, where they had to go get coal... Because she said they use 100 pounds of coal a day, and it was her job to load it. I hate men. I know. <laughs> and so she, they had to go and get this coal. It's like soft coal, so it burns quickly or whatever. They have to go across the river in the middle of winter to get this coal. And then... <laughs> Butte's like, we're not shipping it to Terry. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> get your no, own thanks. goddamn coal. <laughs> I know. I'm really interested in this coal mine that apparently wasn't Terry. Oh, that's interesting for yeah. sure. But so Soft they go cold. across and uh, the river starts to melt because the the degree the temperature goes up sixteen degrees in an hour. So naturally. Yeah, naturally. So then they have they have to make six loads. People's of... climate change isn't real. That's <laughs> fucking climate change right there. Anyways, continue. <laughs> so they have to go across the river anyway, which I guess they do, which I'm just like you how did Are they you, not what? die? I don't know. That's that, crazy. Most of the things that she does, I just wonder, how did you not die? She's like writing it in her journal as it's happening. Yes. <laughs> like, She's like, blah dee da She says a lot of things very offhand that are the most incredible things I've ever heard. Like, apparently she was doing something with a pickaxe and hit herself in the face. Jesus. And stitched it up and just kept going. <gasps> just didn't wow. care. Wow. No yeah. morphine or anything? I don't think they had anything like that. Oh my god. Yeah. I would be in bed for like days Ever? and be like... I'd be like, sorry, I'm done. Yeah. I'm moving back to... <laughs> hit my, hit my <laughs> limit. Aristocracy is looking pretty good right now. She did not care. And she would write back these letters to her family that were saying... Work is essential to a happy life. This is the best I've ever felt. I could never go back. They went back for... They were going to go back for two years to visit, and she cut it short by a year because she just couldn't handle it. She's like, you guys suck. Pretty much. Literally, none of you work. She's like, I love all of your servants more than I love you. (laughs) That, oh my god, that's insane. She also, um, this, I can't find the picture. I don't know if it exists. And I don't know why, but it's described in this book. So there's a photograph of her in Europe at her Mm -hmm. family's house, sitting side saddle in like a black tight dress, you know, tight bodice, I guess. Uh And like in her horse, like the tail's all clipped. It's all trimmed up. It's all very, she's wearing a little hat and it's like fancy person. Right. And then the first picture of her in America is her sitting still side saddle, but like totally windswept her hair's in a ponytail and she's on like an untrimmed horse and has a freaking grizzly bear cub in her lap. (laughs) What? Yeah. Oh my god, that is the most Montana thing I've ever heard. I know. Jesus. I know. God, it's so crazy. So this is like Sounds post- like she had a very dual life, though. Yeah. That is interesting. Well, because even around there, people, even though she was extremely tough and worked harder than anybody, they all thought of her as this like fancy European lady, kind of, because she had, you know, they had nice... They had... Uh, an etiquette about them, and they had their, you know... They're like, what's this English saddle you ride? (laughs) I wonder if they, like, when they made that transition from... English English, to Western? Yeah. Yeah, because that's... That's interesting. I mean, I hate English saddles. 
Me too. I only ridden on one one once. It was awful. Same. I was like, there's nothing underneath me. I might as well go. Falling forward. Well, yeah. Landing on its neck. Without having, yeah, like, sorry, horsey. (laughs) There's not like a giant horn sticking out of the saddle right now, so. Which I guess, yeah, you have to be way, like, stronger physically, I think, to ride an English saddle well. I have to point out a couple really cool things that she did and then we're going to return to her photography okay give me some bullet points dear. okay bullet points just to like really drive home the fact that her life was extremely difficult um this is doing laundry in the middle of winter oh god so in a, on a wash day in february 1902 the temperature was negative 17 the kitchen was so full of steam when the boiler boiled that i couldn't see the opposite walls the steam fro- frosted on everything and clothes froze the pan in her house, inside the kitchen. Oh my god. Yeah. Is she um, living in like a log cabin? Yeah, they built a log cabin, but they moved in before it had been filled. All the cracks had been filled. Right. So they lived in it for a while in the middle in the middle of winter. In the middle of Terry. In, yeah. <laughs> not not Missoula where there's an inversion, like <laughs> wide open plains. So cold. Where the wind is like so cold. They have a lot of, they have like an average of 17 inches of snow a year too. Now, that's current. Wonderful. Yeah. Okay, and then also retreat. Okay, so then she had to hang the clothes up, obviously on the clothesline. Lots of frozen pants, huh? Exactly. (laughs) Retrieving it became the next painful ordeal, especially on days that the mercury plummet to a bone chilling 25 or 30 degrees below zero. (gasps) Out and got clothes in, off with the pegs. Oh, how fearfully cold it made my hands, but I was determined to get them all at one go. Wow. Can you imagine? Uh, I wouldn't even step outside. I'd be like, no way. Just like stay in bed. Yeah. Just stay in bed. Just wear dirty clothes. Yeah. That's how I feel. Yeah. <laughs> this underwear is two weeks old. I don't give a shit. <laughs> uh, oh yeah. We use about a hundred pounds of coal a day. God. This is 3,000 pounds a month, 30 it's, days. it's still cold. Like, it's not <laughs> it's like it's... cold, cold, cold. It's yeah. not like it's toasty. They're not like, ooh, a nice 68 in here. They're like, eh, it's probably like 50. She also, um, like... For example, one time she she had this yeast. She called it her sponge, which I think is really funny. She had like a yeast starter That's that she called her sponge. Wow. And she took it to bed with her sometimes because it was so cold. She didn't want it to freeze. And she's like, if we don't have bread, <laughs> we're we gonna can die. die. <laughs> we're gonna die. There's a lot of crazy stuff in here about like how they thought they could cure rattlesnake bites and stuff. Oh, just suck the venom out, honey. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> cut like, a cactus in two and apply one half to the wound like a poultice, and it will draw out the poison. It will. Yeah. No, That's definitely not won't. That's not a thing. How interesting. <laughs> I love that yeah. backcountry medicine that has no proof behind it. I know. My brother said that when he was working in Miles City as a doctor, when he was doctoring in Miles City, he, all these old guys would be like, well, I've been drinking, drinking blackberry brandy. And he's like, that's not medicine. <laughs> I'm sorry, but that's not medicine. They're like, really, they're like, I got this cold, but I've been drinking this blackberry brandy to they're get like, rid of it. You know, the Vikings only live to like 40 at most. Like, so that's, let's get, let's get Yeah, because they're like, well, the Vikings used to drink beer, get, you know, keep them from getting sick. And it's like, but they didn't live long. Like, they died very early on. And they're like, also very strong, like physically strong. I mean, yeah. So they probably didn't get sick that often anyway. I mean, I, I still don't know that. We don't know that. We don't know very That, much. like, sick to the Viking is, like, probably, like, throwing up and Yeah, having... do you think that they, like, if they got a cold, they'd be, like, would they even say it out loud? 
They'd be like, my nose has been running for like 10 years. Like, <laughs> and I, don't I don't give a damn. <laughs> yeah, like, I wouldn't call that sick if I were you. Okay, another really cool thing that they did. I just want to share how freaking cool they are. Um, they bought two wolf cubs um, for $10 from a wolfer. What? And raised them up. And they were very sweet. There was a guy and a girl. And um, they they were really sweet, but eventually they were a little crazy, especially around strangers. Um, here, take a look at this picture. Oh, there's a picture of the wolves. So there's the wolves. <gasps> and that's Whoa, Ewan. they're beautiful. Isn't he kind of handsome? Oh, definitely. Yeah. He's very distinguished looking. Very like, distinguished. That mustache, but also it doesn't look like, I don't know. There are certain men, no offense to them and their, you know, descendants, but... Some men from this time period look really scared. Handsome, distinct. He looks like a wildlife biology grandpa. He does, which I think he... Well, he never got a chance to be a grandpa. They did. They did a kind of adopt Janet Williams, the old lady from the beginning, as their daughter. But it, the age difference... Well, she came like 20 years later. Oh, so, okay. And yeah, they're like, so, just come live with us and we'll take care of you. Yeah. Like you I should have made that more clear. Mm-hmm. Then she even called them Mama and Mon Perry. Oh. I don't know how to say things in French, but yeah. Mon père? Yeah, that. Good job. Oh, um, yeah, which is kind of sweet. So anyway, these wolfers, they or this, these two wolves, um, got sent away to Coney Island because Ewan thought that Evelyn was too familiar with them and wasn't careful enough, and they were getting kind of dangerous. So they sent them to Coney Island. On the way, what the girl jumped out of the train car and disappeared, and Evelyn and her friend went and looked for her and found her, and then put her back in and sent her to Coney Island. And then Coney Island burned down and they probably died in the fire. Whoa. Isn't that just a crazy... That's insane. <laughs> but wait, what What were these wolves going to do at Coney Island? Just be like a spectacle? Yeah, so... And she was going to drop them off there? They, they got sent over on the train. Jeez. Yeah, um, and so they were dispatched to Bostock's Menagerie. Um, most, many of the caged animals, including perhaps Tessa and Wee Charpy, those are the two wolves, fell victim to the confl- conflagration. That's a word. Right. Wait, wow, that's crazy. Yeah. I feel like that's a very rare picture of human and dog together. Yeah. Being and like... it didn't stop there. They had, they had tons of amazing relationships with animals that Evelyn would take in. At one point, they um, uh, had grizzly bear cubs, two grizzly bear cubs that she insisted they take home, like in that picture from before, and they took them home and fed them condensed milk, and then eventually sent them to the London, like, Zoological Institute or something. And they were like, these bears have been living off sweetened (laughs) condensed milk. What the hell? I know. I don't, I mean, it might not have been sweetened. Oh, she probably, said, no, probably not. Yeah. I, when I think of condensed milk, I'm I think, thinking of like, like achy, seven sweet. layer bars. <laughs> yeah. And I I mean, I could see why a bear would want to Well, apparently that. they couldn't handle the cow's milk. They almost died when she tried to switch them to cow's milk. So they had to have condensed milk the whole time. Weird. Yeah, and or they also... what about just straight up meat? <laughs> I know. Well, Should... if they're babies, they can't have that, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, also, this picture. What is this? Here's Evelyn. Oh, Okay. You know what? I was going to say, when I was looking on the Wikipedia page of famous, notable people from Montana, mm-hmm. that picture is on the page. Oh, really? Yeah. And it was like... Look at that. Yeah. She's just like so... I love the contrast. Mm-hmm. Like the way that the harness 
We'll describe this picture. Okay, so this very glorious Arabian who doesn't even really have a mane, actually. Or it's on the other side of it. It must be on the other side, yeah. A very long tail, though. Beautiful. White. Um, Some spots. That's an English saddle. Oh, it is. She's on an English saddle. Whoa. Damn, girl. That's super interesting. Well, she looks very... um, sun-kissed in this photo she's brown right she is like straight up brown yeah there's a couple other pictures of her where she looks like very strange next to her they're like sunscreen what's that yeah Um, i mean it's just like windburn too i'm sure but basically so this photo this horse is looking extremely regal and very relaxed as she stands almost like very nonchalantly on top of it but also with great poise (laughs) like the lines of her skirt and her shirt are very nice and the way that she holds the reins makes like this perfect swoop up to her hand. But she's standing directly on the saddle. Yeah, she is just standing like so perfectly. Like, it looks like she just stepped onto that saddle rather than hoisted mm-hmm. herself up there. And, and she's then, smiling. She, yeah, she's smiling. Her hair is a little out there. It looks like she's wearing almost like a tie, like a bow tie. But she I guess that a lot. It's an ascot, I guess. I, guess. I don't know. And, and then, then look, the reflection. You can see the tripod. Yeah, someone took this picture so Ewan was really bad at photography or like never got into it yeah so she would like exposed yeah and so she would kind of like set it and then he would take he would push the button that's very sweet when she wanted to take self-portraits I'm so astounded that she's writing English I know I bet the other people thought she was really weird they were like how do you do ranch stuff (laughs) how do you do ranch she would also do cool stuff like um fox hunting but with coyotes oh wow and they would like use their like little bugle horn and their like dogs and (laughs) yeah that whole thing okay so she got and this is just stories about her being a badass um she got into a horse accident Oh wow. Uh, a bull rushed her and like tried to stab at her horse with his um horns and ripped her skirt and she fell underneath the horse's hooves and um uh in the meantime blood was streaming down my face from a slight cut on the head done by one of the horse's hooves and my ankle was slightly sprained otherwise i felt none the worse (laughs) right i mean you were slightly trampled by yeah you got your head your head hit like this how much do you think a horse weighs like 600 pounds so much more than that i'm sure yeah Yeah. (laughs) thousand pounds a lot of weight and and they're hard hooves so she, the new camera that she got was from Kodak, the number five Kodak. Um, it was a folding camera fitted with a Bausch & Loam shutter. Okay. So it could be used on a tripod or by hand. It was a leather-covered box with mahogany interior and polished brass fittings. When, so it was one of those ones where when you open the hinged front panel or bed of the camera, uh-huh. um, a bellows bearing the lens and shutter was pulled forward. Right? So it's oh, like a gotcha. box and you open it up and then the, the, basically the camera comes out. Um, How interesting. Yeah. And it was really heavy. It was like nine pounds or something. Jesus. So she ended up taking, she got really close. She liked to take pictures of animals, right? That was their big thing. So she got really close with a few different birds. And there's these amazing photographs of golden eagles. Oh, wow. That she like basically befriended. Um, oh, that's what you mean by close. Not yeah, proximity, like, but like both, emotionally. Yeah. Emotionally and in proximity. Wow. Where she would just see pictures. Okay, so she found this Irie and with the tiny baby golden eagles in it. And she 
uh, just start, kept returning, kept returning, kept returning, taking pictures of them all the time. And eventually um, they just got really used to her. Well, people don't know this about birds, but they're, they have such large egos. It's insane. <laughs> I mean, you put a mirror in front of a bird and they're like, oh my God, who oh is that? God. I am so beautiful. I'm gorgeous. So it does not they surprise also think, me. Oh, a friend. Now I have a friend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Human friend that feeds me sometimes. Okay, so they were um, contributing articles to ornithological journals and sporting magazines this whole time. And so Ewan would like write an essay about what he was learning in on the planes, and then she would take pictures for it. Okay. But her work was often not, not credited. So she would in, she would have the foot photographs that went with Ewan's journals, and then they would be like, thanks, Ewan, and her stuff was just not recognized at all. But he definitely wasn't taking the photographs. And I don't but know he if... also, it sounds like he also wasn't like, my wife took these. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah, exactly. Does she write that in her letters? Like, I don't, I don't get any credit today for all my hard work. Well, but... she does say that our ornithological rambles were our greatest pleasures in life. So I think it's just one of those cultural things where you just don't even, like, expect to be yeah. credited for that. Um, so she was really good. She had no telephoto lens and had to re- rely entirely on stealth and absolute quiet to make photographs of birds at close range. So out there in Terry, there's these massive badlands, which are just, like, towering sandstone, amazing uh, structures that... Um, are really steep and really big. They're kind of like in Utah, you know, like that Uh crazy um, landscape, but it's in Montana. And she would get her camera, strap it to her back and climb up in her giant skirt and sit for hours waiting for the bird to do what she wanted to do. I can't even do that in pants. No, I can't even do that with an iPhone and <laughs> pants yeah. and hiking boots. I'm, I just lose interest immediately. She does it in, like, these tiny little, like, probably little nice... Little shoes. Yeah, little yeah. shoes. Yeah. A full dress and probably a bit of a petticoat or something. Yeah. And a nine-pound camera, and it's like, I'll just climb these rocks and... Mm-hmm. Wait here all day. So here's some of the pictures. Let's see. Um, there's the baby. <gasps> oh my goodness! From above, and they're little tiny fluffy guys. Oh, also you, incredible. You These mother eagles making yeah. a nest high up in the rocks. <laughs> and then that's an eaglet. Oh wow! He looks oh, pretty yeah. foreboding. Yeah, it's a very but also, like awkward. Yeah, awkward, and the baby feathers are just like. I see past that gaze, honey, <laughs> trying to be all yeah. intimidating, but you still got baby feathers. He also, yeah, he looks like, I'm not going to fall. I'm definitely not afraid of falling right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, and Evelyn is like, just Kodak moment. Kodak moment. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it also said it was hard because they like to be in the sunshine, so that makes it difficult to take pictures of them. If you're blocking, yeah. Right. No, sorry, they like the shade. I, oh, they like opposite. the shade. Oh, okay. <laughs> opposite. <laughs> so when they were in the photo, or when they were in the sunshine, they would put their back to it. So it was really hard to get. So uh, she would and actually... And that's the only time she could get it because... Yeah. Yeah, she's not going to flash them. So the regal birds, that's directly from the book, not my wording. The regal birds um, eventually let her pick them up with her bare hands and pose them. What? Yeah. The mother let her do this? Yeah, and so there's, um, uh, one of them is a self-portrait, we'll probably find it, of her with, with one of the golden eagles. She's, like, going like this, and the golden eagle is just, like, sitting on her hands. 
So, moral of this story, she's secretly Eliza Thornberry. <laughs> yeah. Like, I honestly don't know how she can raise wolves, how the heck? grizzly cubs, and hold a wild eagle's, like, babies mm-hmm. and not get, like, bitten Destroyed. to death. Destroyed. Yeah, like, and then check this adorable picture out. Oh, my goodness. She looks so like me and my finch. Yeah, except for that's an American kestrel. Oh, wow. That's a hawk. I that has, like, a pretty beak. small, but, yeah. I mean, like, sharp beak, sharp claws, you know. So, she also looks extremely great. She's wearing a little printed ascot, this wonderful belt. Mm-hmm. Like, has a nice color palette here. And she just looks delighted, doesn't she? Yeah, she looks really happy. But you can also tell there's some great design in the background. Oh, Of, yeah. like, drawings... And, like, a well-set-up work area. Yeah. Like, I would love to see to have been there yeah. when it was all set up. I mean, it sounds like she was a very busy woman and not yeah. in the bedroom. Like, <laughs> And did not have to have her children. Yeah, didn't have to I have, have her children. It sounded like, really hard to have kids. Here's, um... Honestly... This is um, some baby antelope getting fed by this woman who is a friend of Evelyn. And oh, apparently wow. baby antelope were a common pet by rancher women. Really? I guess so. Also sheep, because there's a sheep yeah, right there sheep who's sheep. like, Hello, same family, four-legged. We're all friends here. <laughs> we're all friends here on the Eve Ranch. So Welcome to Eve Ranch. Here, there's a couple more just pictures that I want to look at with you and describe. I feel like she is kind of living my dream, though. Like I an know. animal ranch life. Except for... It sounds horrible in a lot of ways. I mean, like, the isolation is not ideal for me. So, first of all, this is probably my favorite picture that she's taken. Um, a goshawk with its prey. looks like a sage hen. And the, it is so close. Like, having used a fixed lens camera. Yeah. It is so close. And she did not have a telephoto lens. She had a fixed lens, for sure. And it was nine pounds. <laughs> Jesus. So, I was taken in 1906. in 1906. Is it standing on top of another dead bird? Yeah, see right there. That's a sharp-tailed grouse. It's on its back. And oh, it's, wow. Yeah. That's, this is beautiful. Isn't that nice? So she was also an artist, right? She had an eye for, for composition, for sure. Definitely. This is a very well-framed photo. And then there's, like, this one is another, I think, an art piece. Oh, yeah. This looks extremely almost contemporary i don't know she's like catching a certain sense of like desolation Mm -hmm. in this one frame next to all this fencing right yeah rolls of wiring it looks like Mm -hmm. so the three stith children in front of in front of jw stith's hardware store in terry 1899 so that's the year she got her no it was like four years after she got her camera never mind who was the town's oh the shopkeeper who was also the town's justice of the peace sold everything from english china to saddles barbed wire and plows and then there's the three children and one standing right directly in the center and then the two the baby is on top of the bundles of wire oh my god i didn't even realize that was a baby (laughs) it's kind of a blur and then the other one is just sitting on the bench looking very disheartened there's a chicken i think Maybe not. Loose, yeah, no, that's definitely chicken. <laughs> I wonder if that building's still up, still up. It looks like it would be. It looks very strong. It does. The porch is definitely not. 
Yeah. Um, okay, so then it so says like examples of art photographs. And then Did she print these herself? She did. And also I know that in the beginning she definitely did. So right. I'm assuming she continued to. Right. I mean, sounded like she made to her it sounded like there were 22 hours in the day to get stuff done (laughs) honestly oh i love this an ice cream party at the home of alice hamlin who was seated at right holding her infant daughter in july of 1902 that's her this is also a very well-framed photo where this one woman they're all gathered around like what looks like a very nice table setting um outdoors yeah an outdoor like the grass is tall and the children look well-fed but annoyed. And the great, <laughs> almost border collie dog is like, this is the life. Yeah, he's all smiling and stuff. But everyone is seated around. And this is a mostly female gathering. Check out that lady. That These two are definitely a couple. <laughs> this old man in the back is like, oh, I'm barely alive. These yeah. suspenders are the only thing that are keeping me up. They're so thin, and they have those sunken, crazy eyes. <laughs> this, yeah. Let's see. I like this woman, though. She seems mm-hmm. very mysterious to me, but also captivating. The, the mother, the, one, the main lady, she looks like someone you could meet, right? Oh, yeah. So then we have a family portrait, and that's, that's, that's the crazy lady. Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't look as crazy from this she angle doesn't. over here. But, but she, she looks, um, wow, amazing. They look amazing. I love this one. I love her jawline. I do agree with you, though. I feel that people from this age look different than the people now and not on like oh yes we do makeup differently and things like that it's like their facial structure Mm -hmm. and their body type looks so fundamentally different to me well that's kind of what I like about her pictures in particular is that you kind of I feel like I kind of get past that like I feel like with this lady yeah she maybe it's just because they're so clear but she looks she looks like if her hair was long and she had less of a weathered face, you know, you could see her walking down the street. Mm-hmm. I think, I mean, especially with this yeah, woman over here. really cool Who has a great pinstripe shirt. I know. And her jaw. Just like, dang. <laughs> I love it. Chiseled. And some of these dudes. Look at him. It looks like a regular old Tommy. This guy looks like a guy in town that rides motorcycles. <laughs> Really? No joke. Missoulian? Yeah, this guy looks like a Missoulian. I'm like, wait a minute. Uh, hold the phone. I love it. That, I love the that guy with his pipe in his mouth. And it's it just so weathered. Like, his eyes down are just black with oh, dirt, yeah. I'm sure. He's like, I smoke this pipe 24-7 when Look I'm how, sleeping. Look how dark his hands are. I think what I also like to think about um, are... Is... Like, do these people have descendants? And where are yeah, they? Yeah, where are they? And what are they doing? Well, I mean, some people would know. The really cool thing about it is that, like, those areas are so interested in their own history that there would be, I'm sure there's books. Like, this exact book is probably in some houses in the Terry area. Oh and it's goodness. like, people will be like, come sit down and look at my great-grandma. And then, like, find it. I'm yeah, sure. I'm positive. Like, that Evelyn, you know? Mm-hmm. Ooh, I love this. And the really cool thing, too, Janet Williams, her friend, mm-hmm. I am almost... An, entirely positive that I had one of her descendants as my student last year. Really? In yeah, Nashua? Because, in Nashua, yeah, because her last name was Williams, 
and okay. her family had been in the area forever. They're uh-huh. ranchers, and uh-huh. they I know that she had land in that direction. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's so interesting. Mm-hmm. I love these guys. These are apparently a step up from cowboys. They're supervisors or representatives right. of dist- distant ranches. It's just a collection of dudes sitting in front of a tent. And I bet some of them are like just looking for work. Yeah. This I mean, person. <laughs> that guy was looking for work for sure. Yeah. That one looks kind of scary, but I, I like his eyes. Yeah. He looks very longing. Mm-hmm. This one. That looks like Walt Whitman. (laughs) (laughs) Write some poetry? I love this one. Um, He stopped at the house to ask them to take a picture of him and his dogs. His deer hounds. His deer hounds. Did they... They do. They don't necessarily look like dogs. Yeah, they look like hounds, right? Yeah. That's kind of a better word for it. Where is that one's head? Uh, (laughs) Non-existent. It looks like it's just gone. It must be behind it. Protect their herds from wolves and coyotes. Oh, now this is a magnificent photograph. It just says June 1904, but it's a wide-angle shot of basically the horizon with scattered horses everywhere just grazing and one lone cowboy on a horse. I think he's looking at the camera, but it's so far away. Mm -hmm. And he's just in the center of the frame. That's amazing. I, and the small mountains that are in eastern Montana. <laughs> that is my favorite. Yeah. Just like rising. They're just trying so hard. It, yeah. In the they're like, oh, keep growing. I love this picture and how it's just a picture of a pile of cow poop. It definitely, or horse. I guess that's horse poop. Horse poop. It's someone's poop. But <laughs> they're all like, just like standing really? around it like. Hey. In the foreground. Evelyn, this, I feel like she should have recognized that that's not exactly desirable. Or maybe it's just real because the caption is like, work was hard and luxuries few. It's like, That's no true. shit. Ooh, and then, though the cowpuncher on the right probably spent nearly a half month's wages on his fluffy Angora wool chaps. Those chaps. are very fluffy. Yes, they are. They look amazing. Oh, the Angora wool chaps? I'll have probably. these for the rest of my life. <laughs> oh, that's um, Janet. And her sister, Mabel. Isn't Mabel oh, cute? Mabel's really sweet. <laughs> yeah. She There's another picture of her, too. She looks super cute. <laughs> Mabel's like, I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> she has, like, the cutest little apple cheeks. She does. Janet looks very like, I'm the older sister, and I'll round you up, cowboy. Oh, I haven't even mentioned that um, Janet played the piano really well. Oh, really? And that's, like, how they got to be such good friends with Evelyn and, and Ewan, because they missed music. Wow. That's basically it. I this book is amazing. This really lady's fantastic. Love learning about her. I just, um, I mean, it sounds like with her photographs, though, like she really, she wasn't messing around. She wasn't like, I'll let the eagles come to me. She's like, yeah. I'm going to the eagles and I'm going to charm them. Somehow she did that as well as all the other crap she had to do. Right. And these pictures, these pictures of children are like amazing. It is such a good part. Like, because when you see a picture that someone asked for, you recognize you have to see what their priorities were at the time and what they were interested in, which I think is really interesting about what these people were interested in. Like, I want a picture of my kid in a wheelbarrow with the family cow behind it, because this is our cow, (laughs) and we're proud of it. The cow looks like the parent of these two kids. (laughs) Look at these kids I've raised.
Hey, Tess, thank you for having me. Yes. This has been, like, really fun, actually. Good. I like, I'm going to be thinking about her all day, I think. Sweet. And Donna Lucy. Yeah, I know. She's, she's a cool lady. Yeah. I guess, like, we have a, we can um, relate to her because she's a writer, maybe. Right. She's and kind of like my sounds own almost like a journalist researcher. Yeah, I think that's kind of what she was, yep. I like Is. that. We have okay. to do a lot of detective work. Thanks, like, Emily. Thank you, Tess. Love you. Love you. <laughs> All right, so that was Evelyn Cameron as brought to you by Folks Podcast with guest host Emily Johnson. The music for this episode was done by Dorothy, a project by Marshall Granger. Thanks. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs>